Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. The first Kings chapter 17, starting at verse 1, you will find these words. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. This morning, saints of God, I want to talk to you from the thought Moving on, moving on, amen. The first book of Kings and its subsequent book, the second book of Kings, uh, give a chronological look at the life and leadership of uh, the Israeli nation. Amen. We see their ups and their downs. We see their strong points and their weaknesses. And in these books, we also see how God's hand was on men to bring about spiritual uh, enrichment, correction, and direction for the people of God. In this particular passage, we are dealing with one of the most well-known prophets, a man of the Old Testament, uh, the prophet Elijah. As we can see in our text that something has gone wrong. We see in our text that the prophet has made a pronouncement to the king that there will be no dew, there will be no rain. For these years. Uh, those of us who are students of the word of God will know, amen, that if they read the book of James, that the very fact that it did not rain for three years and six months. It was a judgment pronounced on Israel because of their idolatry. The Bible says that Ahab was one of the worst kings that Israel ever had. Ahab came on the scene and uh, uh, he was an idolatrous 
type person. Amen. And he was married to a woman whose name is Jezebel. Uh, so he had the Jezebelian spirit with his wife, amen, who was manipulative and, and cunning. And she was a, a very shrewd and, and dangerous individual. And God sent Elijah to tell King Ahab, you're under judgment. God has been speaking to you through the prophets to stop your idolatrous worship, to stop all of this activity that does not give God his glory. God had already warned him that he was a jealous God and he would have no other gods before him. Uh, but Ahab thought all that to be trivial. Amen. He just, oh, well, I, you know, I can do what I want to do. I mean, after all, I mean, there's Nothing has happened, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and you know, that's how we live in the world we live today. Um, a lot of folk are doing anything and everything they want to do because God's not raining lightning down from heaven. But I would contend folks' hearts are so hard that even if God was raining lightning down from heaven, folk would still try to do whatever they want to do. We see this in the book of Revelation. When they saw the Lord, amen, and they saw the lamb that was slain, they did not repent of their sins, but they asked the rocks to hide them, to fall upon them, because their hearts were so hard, they refused to repent. So don't get disillusioned when folk just refuse to come to the Lord, because that just shows the condition of man's heart. But it's in this kind of leadership amen that, that 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 is not any different than leadership that we have today in our countries in the world where we have kings and leaders that really are not linked up with God they they're about themselves amen and and they they're about doing it my way amen so Ahab was just one of those kinds of kings but God still sends a word even when that kind of leadership amen is in place and God is still sending a word now in our nation and other nations around the world that will not bow the knee to God, continuing to warn them of impending judgment. But Ahab was blessed to get his judgment right then, that he could do something about it, but he was still too hard-headed and stiff-necked to change. And so God told, told Elijah to pronounce this judgment upon a man, Ahab and Jezebel and that idolatrous leadership. Amen. But then God had a place for his prophet. I, I want you to know today when you are in God's will and doing God's way, sometimes you're going to have to confront some folk. Amen. That it's not going to be a comfortable situation. God will send you to send a word of rebuke, amen, to those who are doing anything and everything they want to do. Because even though they may not want to hear it, they need to hear it. Amen. Because just maybe that word will get down on the inside and take them stony hearts that are stony and turn them into hearts of flesh. Just maybe, just maybe it will stop them from running right off the cliff. Amen. And that they might turn around and be safe. Amen. In the arms of the Lord. But we see this text, amen, that the prophet had to bring that word, amen, to the king. But then after he brought the word to the king, amen, he gave him a place of refuge.
I want you to know that when you are working for the Lord in this, in the army of the Lord, that your battles are not continuous. Amen. You may battle for a while. Amen. But God will give you some reprieve. He will give you some time to rest and to rejuvenate. Amen. And get ready for the next battle. Because I do want you to know that if you just came out of a storm, amen, that a storm is on its way. Amen. But during the time of peace, in the eye of the hurricane, amen, there is quiet. Amen. And so Elijah now, amen, the Lord is now leading him to a place of rejuvenation. Look at the text. He said, the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. As we see in verses 4 and uh, uh, in verses 5, we find that Elijah was obedient. When the Lord tells you to get some rest from your labors, sometimes you might be on a roll, amen, and you feel like you need to go on further. But the Lord knows better than we know, amen, and that sometimes we need to take some rest. Amen. We just can't run at 3,000 RPMs all the time. Amen. Sometimes we need some rest. So the prophet has been battling. Amen. He's been battling with those, with those uh, hypocritical prophets. Amen. In Israel with the unjust king and his uh, 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 evil and perverse wife. Amen. It's time now to get a little rest. So the Lord leads him to the place of refuge and he'll lead you too, amen, to the place where you can rejuvenate and refresh yourself, amen. And so we find that the prophet, amen, was found at the brook Sherith. But it wasn't just on God to bring the brook to him, but also for the prophet to obey and go to the brook. Sometimes even in getting to a place of refuge, you got some work to do. Amen. Just to get to that place. And Elijah, amen, found himself moving on, amen, to the brook Sherith. And in the brook, we find that, that God had provision for him. That he didn't have to worry about doing his rest time, whether he was going to eat or whether he was going to drink. What, was he going to starve to death? Amen. The Lord already had that taken care of. And you know, sometimes we can get in a place of quietness and start worrying about stuff that we don't need to worry about at all. The Lord already knows our needs before we even ask. He all had this prepared. He didn't tell uh, Elijah, but when Elijah got there, he saw that the Lord had prepared. He didn't say, Elijah, I want you to go down to the brook share. And when you get there, there's going to be ravens and there's going to be this and that. No, he just told him to go. Amen. And it's when he got there, he said, drink from the brook and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. He didn't know how at that point it was going to be done, but it would be done. See, God doesn't give us the entire picture, amen, what he's doing in our lives, because he always wants us to exercise faith. Yes. Amen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So God gave him a little bit of the picture, but what we see is that when he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook cherub, 
which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. God just told him that I've commanded the ravens to feed you, but he had no idea what kind of meals that he would get. Amen. And he didn't miss a meal by the brook share. That the ravens were diligent in bringing in the morning and in the evening. Amen. And the water at the brook share was clean and crisp so that it was adequate for his drink. God already knows what he, he has planned for you, amen, during your time of refuge. There's no, time, no reason to worry, amen, because God has your needs already met. Amen. amen. And so we look at the text, and Elijah's there, amen, having a good time. Amen, he's there, he's eating good, he's not having to work hard for his food, because the ravens are taking care of that, and the brook sheriff is flowing with clean and crisp water. But then there's something that changed. When you look at the text, it said, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. I want you to know, amen, that God has everything in his hand. Even if it looks like there's something that's happening outside of the auspices of God, outside of his will and authority, I want to contend to you that it is not. God uses natural behaviors and natural elements to still command and to control what he wants done in his world. If you look at the text, it does not say that the Lord stopped the water. It says the water dried up because there was no rain. But in reality, it was the Lord doing it, but indirectly. Because it was the Lord who stopped it from raining. And as a result, the brook dried up. I contend here as well that God uses everyday activity and everyday change to move you from one place to another. As it is with Elijah here in this text, we find that Elijah was comfortable where he was. Amen. I mean, after all, he didn't have to cook nothing. I mean, he didn't have to go out and hunt for anything. Every day, morning and afternoon, amen, the ravens was bringing him bread and meat. And all he had to do was reach out in the water, amen, and cup up some of that clean, crisp water from the brook to drink, to wash some of that bread and meat down. Amen. Oh, it, it, there's no rain going on, so it's probably shining pretty good. The sun is shining well out there. The temperature is probably just right. And, and Elijah's feeling real good about where he is. You know what? Sometimes it gets like that for us, too. We get to some comfortable places in our lives. I mean, our jobs are doing pretty well. We're making good money and it's coming in. Our bills are paid. Amen. Family's doing fine. We got activities. We're being able to go 
on vacations, amen, and we're not running out of money. We're not hungry. We're not thirsty. We have plenty of clothes to wear. We have beautiful houses to stay in, amen, and we're comfortable. Sometimes we get comfortable in the church, amen. We're comfortable coming in and coming out for Bible study and Sunday school and service, amen, but we have forgotten to move forward into ministry. Sometimes during our refuge or time, our time of rest, we can get stuck, amen. But God has a way of doing, making a shakeup, amen. He makes a shakeup to make us move on to where he wants us to be. See, Elijah's work was not done when he pronounced judgment, amen, on Israel because of their idolatrous worship. And your work is not done when you have had your last rebuke. When the last time that you have told somebody about what they're not doing right, amen, and encourage them to do right in the Lord, amen. That's not your last time. You're not through with all your assignments as long as blood is running warm in your veins. And so it is for Elijah. His work was not done. God had some other things for him to do. But God said, well, the way I'm going to move Elijah along is I'm going to change his circumstances. I'm going to change his natural circumstances to where the brook is going to dry up. Not only is the brook going to dry up, but the ravens are going to stop bringing bread and water. Things are going to get a little rough for Elijah in his comforting spot. And God has a way of shaking up our nest too as well. When we get too complacent and too comfortable in our place of, 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 uh, of stillness, amen, and refuge, God has to come in and shake up the nest. He has to start shaking and moving and rearranging stuff so where we get uncomfortable so that we're ready to move to the place where God wants to take us. And I contend to you today that that's what God was doing in the life of Elijah and he's doing in the life of us today is that he wants to move us to our next assignment. I'm just talking a few minutes about moving on. See, life changes. Things happen and things are, are, are reset and rebooted. Amen. We talk about movies sometimes, how they do a reboot. Because the way that the movie was done in 1950, amen, is not the way it needs to be done in 2018. Amen. There needs to be some changes. There needs to be some, some integration of more technology and, and, and bringing out a more full and, and more uh, vibrant experience. Well, in the life of a believer, amen, we got to move on too. Things are changing, amen, and so we have to move on in our method. Amen, we never change uh, the message, but we have to change our methods. The world is constantly in a change, in a, in a state of flux, amen, and we cannot rest on our laws and believe what worked in 1970 will work in 2018. We have to be innovative as the world begins to change, and we have to move on and start to do things different than the way we used to do it. Because the way we used to do it was effective during its time. But mindsets have changed, uh, uh, families have changed, the society has changed, and so we have to move on. So Elijah had to move on and he didn't even know where he was really going. 
Amen. He, he didn't know what was to come in the place that he was on his way. But the Lord said to Elijah, he said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, the Lord told Elijah where to go and who would be there when he got there. But he didn't tell him the circumstances that he would face when he arrived. And that's how the Lord is doing with us today. He is not giving us the entire picture. Because he wants us to live by faith and not by sight. God doesn't have to fill, fill out the whole program. Amen. Give us the whole map. He just tells us what we need to know at the time to obey his will. God has work and things for us to do that we don't see the whole picture. But we got to trust the Lord that where he is sending us, he will give us everything we need to complete the assignment when we get there. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at this text and I'm looking at what happened to Elijah, when Elijah got up, amen, and, and started on his way, my, by this time he was probably a little hungry, probably a little thirsty as well, amen. And so he's saying, my God, the Lord is sending me to Zarephath, which is in Sidon, and there's a widow there. Maybe the Lord has this widow there to give me something to eat and, and some water to drink. Oh, he might imagine that the widow may have been in a place, amen, that had the resources necessary to feed him and everything would be just fine. Sometimes we can imagine when the Lord calls us to go somewhere that we have this idea of how things ought to go. So we say, well, if the Lord is sending me to do this ministry, then on day one, we're going to do this. On day two, we're going to do that. And then the people are going to respond in this way. And then we're going to move on to do that. But most of the times when you get there, it's not how you thought it was going to be. There are some bumps in the road and there are some thorns and thistles, amen, that prevent you from seeing and being able to do things just as you would expect it to do. And so you get there and you find out, you know, it ain't working out just like I thought. On day one, nobody showed up. On day two, the ones who did showed up, they were talking and they weren't listening to anything I had to say. On day three, we had a bigger crowd, but somebody started fighting in the back. On day four, amen, we couldn't even get into the facility because the ones who had the keys to the place didn't show. See, that's how usually things happen, amen. But if you know that you know that you know that the Lord has called you to that, even though those circumstances may be difficult and they may cause a lot of, of uneasiness and long suffering, don't quit. Stay the course, amen, because the Lord is able to make uh, lemonade out of lemons, amen. Amen, with your eyes it may see that you might say, what's the use? I mean, look how things have started, it's, that's horrible. But it's not how things start, it's how things end. Amen, so stay the course, no matter how difficult, when you know that the Lord has called you to it. Elijah got to the widow at Zarephath, and when he began to have conversation with her, amen, she said, 
that I, I, got some, I got some flour and I got some oil. And what I'm deciding to do here is uh, take this flour and oil and make a little hoe cake bread for me and my son. We're going to rub two sticks together and then we are going to die. Elijah said to that woman, he said, give to me first. And I can imagine that widow saying, Prophet Elijah, didn't you hear what I said? I said, all we got left is a little flour and a little oil, a couple of sticks to rub together, and then me and my son, we're going to die. But Elijah stayed on his assignment because he had moved on. Things were very difficult, but he believed on the Lord. So the woman by faith gave a little of that whole cake bread to Elijah. And then we see a miracle of miracles that a flower never ran out and a oil never ran dry. She was able to eat and her son both and Elijah because of the faithfulness of the widow and the prophet. I want you to know today that the blessing for those outside of New Zion Missionary Baptist Church are not just going to be because they were faithful, but because you were faithful too. Because you decided to move on and to go on to your next assignment. That God could use you to make a difference in some young person or older person's life. You don't know who you shall run into out in this world who has gave up and thinks this is their last day on the earth. You might be able to give a word or to give some wisdom or encouragement. You may be able to give a few dollars that might be just what they need. Sometimes what's going to kill somebody else is hardly anything for you. But you won't know whether or not that's gonna happen unless you move on. You gotta move on to your assignment for that little girl or that little boy. You gotta move on to your assignment for that man or for that woman. God has left you and me here to make a difference in the world. To be ones who are out there feeding those who are hungry, giving water to those who are thirsty, helping those who have no place to lay their heads, to find shelters out of the storm. And I'm so glad that I have this story in the Word of God that lets me know that it's not about what I have, but it's what the Lord has in store for me. Because Elijah went to the widow with no money in his pockets, no food in his hand. He just went there in obedience.
the Lord made a way out of no way. Sometimes you're going to go to situations uh, that you don't have what it takes uh, to make the difference. But that's all right uh, because your Father in heaven uh, is rich in houses and land. Your Father in heaven has all power in his hand. He can make the difference when you can't see the difference. He can make the difference when you can't find no way. You must trust in him no matter what the odds may be. And see, as Moses said, the salvation of the Lord. Let God use you as a willing vessel to make a difference in our world. And because of your faithfulness, one of these days, you're going to stick your sword in the sands of time to study war no more. And in that day, you shall see your master and see him face to face. And in that day, you want your master to say that you have been a good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Now God wants to reward you with much. But it starts first with being faithful to the things God calls for you to do. You gotta keep moving on to your next assignment so that God can use you in his ministry to make a difference in this world that one of these days there's going to be a great coronation in the by and by. You want somebody to come alongside you and high five and say thank you because you gave me what I needed down on earth. You told me about a savior who died on a rugged cross that hung down from the third to the ninth hour. And I remember that story. And you said, if I believe on him, that I shall be saved. And I thank you because you gave me the word of God. And now I'm here today. And after you left and my heart was changed, I told little boys and I told little girls and I told men and I told women of that same story of Jesus Christ. I told them how he hung on that cross from the third to the ninth hour and then he died. I told them how their sins was on his shoulders from the sixth to the ninth hour when darkness was all over the land. But I also told them that the story didn't end right there. That they took him down off that old rugged cross and they put him in a borrowed tomb. He was in that grave all night Friday. He was in that grave all day Saturday. He was in that grave all night Saturday night. But it was And I told him that he's the one who gave sight to the blind. He's the one who gave hearing to those who could not 
come. And after a 40 day layover, he went back to glory and now sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. So thank you for giving me that word. There's a good thing going on up here in glory, and I'm so glad you shared it with me. That's the message you want to hear when you get to glory. That somebody that you shared the gospel with got salvation and is now in heaven with you. And I don't know about you, but I'm waiting on my master to come back. I'm waiting for the sky to be split. I'm waiting for him to come in all his glory. I'm waiting for that trumpet to sound so the dead in Christ shall rise. And they that remain shall be caught up in the air. If you wait for that too, won't you say with me, say yes, say yes, say yes. Praise the name of the Lord, for he's so worthy, and he worthy to be praised. God bless you, God keep you. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. At this time, the doors of the church are open. Amen. There may be somebody here. Amen. I don't know. They may not know the Lord in the pardon of their sins. Amen. But it's a good time to get to know him today. It's a good time to ask for the forgiveness of your sins and let the Lord come into your heart. He said he stands at the doors and knocks. And if you open the door, he'll come in and sup with you. Amen. His arms are stretched wide. Amen. For God demonstrated his love toward us that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Amen. Come unto from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. 
And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings, and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast, and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.